It's the Monday Wrap with my dad, Pastor Mark. Well, hello everyone. This is Pastor Mark and you're joining me for the Monday Wrap for Sunday, August 29th, 2021 in a message I entitled Unbroken. And it's based on Psalm chapter 51, verses 16 through 19. Let's go ahead and read those verses. There, David, speaking to God, says, You do not delight in sacrifice, or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. You, God, will not despise. May it please you to prosper Zion, to build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in the sacrifices of the righteous, in burnt offerings offered whole. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. You know, I started off on Sunday talking about a time of despair in my own life in 2015 when I was just in, 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 in what felt like at the time utter darkness, where I felt that, uh, that I had sinned against God, where I felt that I, I had not lived my life in complete obedience, where I felt that you know, I'd done so many things wrong. It was a dark place, a dark path. And, you know, I said, I felt that I was walking through the valley of the shadow of death. And I know most of you have probably been in that place as well, where God has utterly confronted you with the person you are, the person you are not, and the holy and almighty God he is. And if you've ever been in that place, which I'm sure many of you have, you know the utter despair and contriteness that you feel in a time like that. And, and David's feeling that. In, in Psalm 51, verses 1 through 15, which we did not read just now, uh, we hear David saying, God, have mercy on me. For He says in verse 3, For I know my transgressions. Uh, in verse 4, Against you, you only have I sinned. He says in verse 5, Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. And then he calls out to God in verse 7, Cleanse me. Verse 8, let me hear joy and gladness. Verse 9, hide your face from my sins. Verse 10, create in me a pure heart. Verse 11, do not cast me from your presence. Verse 12, restore me. Verse 14, deliver me from the guilt of bloodshed. Verse 15, open my lips, Lord, and my mouth will declare your praise. You know what we learn from David in chapter 51 uh, verses 1 through 15 is that David was beside himself. I mean, you just hear in these verses, I would encourage you to go back and read them, but you hear in these verses just a David who knows that he's sinned against the holy God, a David who knows he's messed up. I mean, the context of this passage is David has just sinned with Bathsheba. And now he's dealing with that remorse and that guilt and, and, and that knowledge that he turned his back on God and did what he knew was unholy and unrighteous. And so he's beside himself. But as I said on Sunday, because he was beside himself, he realizes his sin. And because he realizes his sin, he's repentant. And because he's repentant, David recognizes his need for God. David realizes he's a sinner. Because he's a sinner, he realizes he needs to repent of that sin. And because he's repenting, he recognizes and knows that he needs God. That it's only God who can save him. Only God can bring him through. Only God can restore him. And that's when we get to verse 16. So here's David the, of contrite heart and humility and in, in the knowledge and the recognition that he's failed and needs God. And we get to verse 16, the beginning of the passage we read. David said something very interesting. 
He starts off by saying, talking to God, right? He says, you do not delight in sacrifice or I would bring it. You do not take pleasure in burnt offerings. And my question to you all is, what in the world is David talking about? I mean, isn't God the God who instituted the sacrificial system? This is the God he's talking to. The God who, who laid out burnt offerings. The God who laid out drink offerings. The God who laid out the uh, annual celebrations of the people of God. I mean, you want to ask David, David, did you not read the book of Leviticus? What's going on here? Well, I think we'll see in a moment, but suffice it to say at this point, it's clear that God is not impressed by the show. He's not impressed with sacrifice for sacrifice's sake. You know, we, we're, we are impressed as human beings with the glitz and glamour of our world, with the pomp and circumstances on, around it, but God isn't, right? God is not. He's not impressed by the show. In places like Psalm 147, verses 10 through 11, and 1 Peter 3, verse 3, we hear God saying that it's not about the outward appearance of things. It's about the inner appearance. It's not about what's on the outside that counts. It's what's on the inside that counts. And David knows this. And that's why he says, essentially, God, I know you're not impressed by the sacrifices and burnt offerings in and of themselves because they can be offered in a rote fashion with no heart passion and no genuineness and no repentance. God, the show means nothing to you. God is not impressed by the show. So we ask ourselves, then, what is God impressed by? And then we get to verse 17, right? Verse 16 tells us God is not impressed by the show. Verse 17, David says, My sacrifice, O God, is, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart you, God, will not despise. You see, God is impressed by a broken spirit. Now, when he says broken spirit, he's not talking about depression or sadness or being beat down or possessing a defeated spirit. This is talking about a contrite heart, as he says in verse 17. It's about someone who is repentant and knows his or her need for God, like David. This is being broken from the death grip of the world. Uh, this is being broken from sin. This is being broken from reliance upon oneself. This is a brokenness of worldly spirit so that the spirit of God can have his way with us. This kind of brokenness, God will not despise. It's this brokenness before a holy and righteous God that God is impressed by. Right? You see that? So God is not impressed by the show, but he is impressed by a broken spirit. But the question is, why? Why would God be impressed by a broken spirit? Well, I think there's two reasons. And verse 18 gives us the first one. It says there, may it please you to prosper Zion, to build up the walls of Jerusalem. You know, in those days, walled cities were important to these metropolises, right? I mean, because the walls were there for protection. They'd build walls around these cities to protect them from enemies and invaders and, and animals and whatever else, you know, storms. I mean, whatever it is that these walls were there for protection. And there were times when enemies or other instances, earthquakes or whatever, would knock down the walls or breach the walls. And it would then be critical and imperative that the walls be re-erected, right? Indeed, the prosperity of the city depended on the strength and surety of the wall. So you see what David is saying here. He's using imagery to make a point. And his point is this. His walls, David's walls, had been broken down. The spiritual walls were broken. The stones were cobbled. And because of this, he knows that God now has the opportunity to build him back up. Or we might say, God can rebuild a broken spirit. You see, you see, until our walls have been broken down, have been torn down, 
until the influences of pride and self-reliance and selfishness and lust and greed and whatever else is spiritually burdening us, until these influences have been cobbled, we cannot be rebuilt. In other words, we must first be broken before we can be unbroken. Do you hear that? We must first be broken before we can be unbroken. So why is God impressed by a broken spirit? Well, first, because he can unbreak or make unbroken a broken spirit. And secondly, this is verse 19, because God can only use the broken and repentant. Look at verse 19. Then you will delight in the sacrifices of the righteous and burnt offerings offered whole. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. Do you see the polar opposition of verses 16 and 19? In verse 16, God rejects the offerings. But in verse 19, he accepts them. Why the change? Well, because David has a broken spirit, which God can use to rebuild. And then and only then are his sacrifices acceptable. Then and only then can David do anything good and worthy in the eyes of God. And this is the same for us, folks. Until we've been broken, until we've cultured a contrite and repentant heart, there is nothing God can do with us. There's no way he can use us. Before we have the right heart attitude, we harbor pride and arrogance and lust and selfishness and all kinds of spiritual obstacles, all of which cause us to fall, fail, and fizzle out, as I said on Sunday. We see this in Scripture throughout Proverbs 16, 18. Pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. James 3 and verse 16. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder in every evil practice. And C.S. Lewis called pride a spiritual cancer. Folks, until we are cancer-free, we cannot be used by God. Until we are broken and repentant, we're dead in the water. You know, Psalm 51, 16 through 9 is a beautiful message. We see there in 51, Psalm 51, David, a broken and repentant man. And in his brokenness, he recognizes that God is not impressed with the show. Sacrifices mean nothing when the heart is haughty and sinful. So David further recognizes that it was his broken heart, it's his broken heart that is the real sacrifice to God because it's his broken spirit that shows God his true repentance and this is what most impresses God and it's this true repentance and brokenness that God can use as a foundation for rebuilding and it's this broken repentant spirit from which rebuilding can occur that made David so useful to God it's pretty simple folks we've got to be broken before we can be unbroken. I don't know where you are individually, but I want you to bow your head and maybe pause this recording and bow your head and say, God, where am I? Am I broken before you? Because folks, until we're broken, there's nothing God can do. God cannot rebuild us until we're broken. God cannot use us until we're broken. And we have to break each and every day. We can't just break one time and and say, oh, I'm done. I broke uh, you know, 10 years ago. I'm good to go now. No, it's a brokenness, a contriteness of heart that continues throughout the day. We get up each morning broken and we go to God. And we say, God, I repent of my sins. I ask for your forgiveness. I, uh, God, use me. Rebuild me and then use me. That's what David does. 
We've got to do that each day. We've got to be broken before we can be unbroken. And then we get up the next day and we we break before God again and He uses us and He rebuilds us. And then the next day we break again and He rebuilds us and He uses us. Folks, that is what the life of faith is all about. Where are you? Again, bow your head, pause this tape uh, recording, or, or maybe once it's over, bow your head and say, God, where do I need to break? Break me today so that you can rebuild me and use me. Well, folks, I hope this is a good summary. I hope that I've done it justice. And I hope you'll think about what I've said. Most importantly, I hope you'll break. I hope you'll break and go to your knees before a holy and righteous God so that he can rebuild you and use you. Well, God bless, and I hope you have a great week, and we'll see you next Sunday. Take care. Join us next week for the Monday Wrap with my dad.